0: ladies and welcome to the Amazing AmazingBible.Book Club. I am Julie Calio, your host, and thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedules to tune in with me today. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. In our lesson today, we are covering Jeremiah chapter 25 through 29. Now, the beginning of chapter 25 takes us back to the first year of Nebuchadnezzar's reign of Babylon, when Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, was king. Now, I want to pause here for just a moment to discuss how the book of Jeremiah is divided. I wish I could say that this is an easy matter. But I have checked out my Old Testament textbook, my Old Testament notes from Dr. Betts' class, C. Hassel Bullock's book, An Introduction to the Old Testament Prophetic Books, and three study Bibles, and none of them match up completely. In Dr. Moller's NIV study Bible, he says that the structure of Jeremiah is set up as a chiasm, This means the first and the last section are similar, then the second and the second to last are similar, then the third and the third to last are similar, and then in the middle section, that brings it all together. All the references I studied agree to the first section being chapter one, the call of Jeremiah, and they all agree that the last section is the last chapter, number 52, with that as a starting point and an ending point, I can see Dr. Moler's explanation of a chiasm. But the problem then comes, how are sections two through six divided? Most see seven sections in the book. Bullock, however, lists six, and the ESB study Bible has nine. The only other point that they all agree on is that there is a break between chapters 29 and 30. So we are stopping this week at chapter 29. Some believe this ends quote book one of three books of Jeremiah. I say all of that to say, what do you think? Ladies, don't just trust the word of your study Bible or your pastor or even me. Think it through for yourself and know why you believe what you believe and ask the Holy Spirit to guide you because Jesus says, but when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own initiative, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will disclose to you what is to come. This is found in the Gospel of John, chapter 16, verse 13. Now, on to Jeremiah 25. After Josiah, the last good king of Judah, there were four bad kings as Judah and Jerusalem declined before Jerusalem came to destruction. The first, Jehoahaz, was exiled to Egypt by the Egyptian king Necho. That was when Egypt wanted to make Judah a vassal nation and pay tribute money. King Nico placed Jehoiakim as king of Judah. He's the number two bad king. This is where chapter 25 starts. Jeremiah is to speak to all the people of Judah and to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. And he said, the Lord sent you all his servants, the prophets again and again, but you have not listened nor inclined your ear to hear. So Jeremiah again proclaimed to the people to turn from their wicked ways and turn to the Lord. Yet, verse seven, this time the yet is not good news yet you would not listen therefore the Lord said I will send Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon my servant and I will bring them against this land and against the inhabitants the reign of Babylon will be for 70 years then in verse 12 the Lord says that when the 70 years are complete I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation. Then the Lord, the God of Israel, says to Jeremiah, to take this cup of wine of wrath from my hand and cause all the nations to whom I send it to. Then there are listed various nations with Judah being the first. And then verse 28 says, and if they refuse to take the cup, which is the cup of wrath, from your hand to drink, then you will say to them, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, you shall surely drink. Then the chapter moves on to the wrath that will be poured out on the shepherd, the religious leaders of the day. In chapter 26, we are still in the reign of Jehoiakim, and Jeremiah was commanded of the Lord to go to the court of the house of the Lord and speak. Everything that the Lord tells him to say. And verse 2 warns, do not omit a word. Then verse 3 says, perhaps they will listen and everyone will turn from his evil way. That I may repent of the calamity which I am planning to do to them because of their evil deeds. One thing that the Old Testament shows clearly is that we are not in a fixed universe. Yes, the Lord Almighty is sovereign. Yes, he has a plan. But the Bible is full, full, full of people's choice. Again, we see that the people and especially the false prophets who keep claiming that everything will be all right, did not like Jeremiah's message. So they seized him and said you must die. Verse 8. The city officials decided that he will not die. Because Micah of Morasheth. Yes he is one of the minor prophets Micah. Well Micah prophesied in the days of King Hezekiah. And he spoke the same thing as what Jeremiah is saying. Another prophet Uriah also said the same thing. So therefore, Jeremiah was spared. Chapter 27 begins in the reign of Zedekiah, who was the fourth and the last king of Judah before it was destroyed. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah with the fourth object lesson or prophetic symbolism. Jeremiah was told to make bonds and yokes and put them on his neck. And then send word to the kings of Edom, Moab, Ammon, Tyre, and Sidon through their messengers that were at Jerusalem, and command them to go to their kings, their nations, and say, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel I have made the earth, the men, And the beast which are on the face of the earth by my great power and by my outstretched arm. And I will give it to the one who is pleasing in my sight. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, my servant. And I have given him also the wild animals of the field to serve him. But... The nation which will bring its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon and serve him, I will let remain on its land, and they will till it and dwell in it. These are verses 3 through 11. Then Jeremiah told that to his king, the king of Judah, and to the priests, which means if they would surrender to King Nebuchadnezzar, they would be spared. But if not, they will be destroyed. A false prophet, Hananiah, took the yoke off of Jeremiah and broke it. The yoke is like uh, what oxen would wear in order to plow the field. So this false prophet Hananiah took the yoke off of Jeremiah and he broke it. And he said, Thus saith the Lord, even so will I break within two full years the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations. The next line read, Then the prophet Jeremiah went his way. The next verse, verse 12, tells us that after that, The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, and he was to tell Hananiah, Thus saith the Lord, You have broken the yokes of wood, but you have made instead of them yokes of iron. For thus saith the Lord, I have put a yoke of iron on the neck of all of these nations, that they may serve Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon, and they will serve him. Then Jeremiah said to Hananiah listen now Hananiah the Lord has not sent you and you have made this people trust in a lie. Therefore thus saith the Lord behold I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This year you are going to die because you have counseled rebellion against the Lord. Verse 17. So, Hananiah the prophet died in the same year, in the seventh month. Ladies, in the New Testament, the writer of Hebrews in chapter 10, verse 31 says, It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Our last chapter for this week, chapter 29, are words from a letter that Jeremiah wrote to the exiles. After the second group that Nebuchadnezzar took to Babylon, the Lord told the exiles to build houses and live in them, to plant gardens and eat the produce, to get married and have kids and then have your kids have kids. Seek the welfare of the city where the Lord sent them into exile and pray to the Lord on its behalf. For in its welfare, you will have welfare don't listen to the false prophets then some of my favorite verses from childhood they come next jeremiah 29:11 but we need to keep it in context and start with verse 10 for thus saith the lord when 70 years have been completed for babylon I will visit you and fulfill my good word to you to bring you back to this place. For I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. And then the next three verses are great too. Then you will call upon me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. I will be found by you, declares the Lord, and I will restore your fortunes and will gather you from all of the nations and from all of the places where I have driven you, declares the Lord, and I will bring you back to the place from where I sent you into exile. The context of this hope is surrounded in 70 years of exile. When we get to the book of Daniel, who is in exile, in Babylon, he will find and he will read the words of Jeremiah and realize it is 70 years. And he cries out to the Lord and he repents of his sin and he repents of the sins of his people. Daniel chapter 9. The next few verses, once again, compare the exiled Jews to the ones who did not go into exile, but fought against King Nebuchadnezzar. And they will be like split open figs that cannot be eaten due to rottenness. That goes as well for the religious leaders that taught falsehood. There are a few things I want to take a look at. Number one, it was the Lord that brought them into exile. Another thing that is very clear to me is that the Lord is with those who seek him. And if we seek him with all our heart, we will find him. It does not mean we will not have trials. The promise is centered in exile. They were ripped away from their homes and family, but God was still with them. The same goes for us. No matter what the future holds, if we look to the Lord, He will guide us. And ultimately, the final home for us is in heaven with the Lord. In the New Testament, Jesus said to his disciples before his death and resurrection, In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. Then Thomas asked, Where are you going, and how can we know the way? And Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. John chapter 14 verses 2 through 6. Ladies, the Bible says, Jesus says, that he is the only way to the Father. So ladies, if you hear God's voice today, don't harden your hearts like the false prophets. Instead, let's be women who seek the Lord and pray and obey. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.